On the night in which he was honored for appearing in 1,000 career NHL games, who else to be the hero but Alex Goligoski as the Wild get a 2-1 to win over the Carolina Hurricanes in overtime? We recap tonight's action with our Locked on Wild postcast. You are Locked on Wild postcast, part of Locked on Sports Minnesota, your team every day. Welcome to tonight's Locked on Wild postcast. The Minnesota Wilds get a 2-1 overtime win over the Carolina Hurricanes. Seth Topal joined by Kevin Gorg. And Kevin, felt like the team needed this one. Uh, after a stretch in which it has been a struggle to score goals, the Wild have had some frustrating losses here over the last few games. Just felt like first and foremost the team needed one against a very good team in the uh, Eastern Conference. Just give them a little confidence coming back. Yeah, and Seth, they worked for this one. You know, it didn't come easy. It was a physical, grinding game. Both teams played with speed, but this game was one in the trenches. These teams put everything on the ice, and Dean Everson talked about it this morning. That he was going to give these guys Sunday and Monday off. He was going to ask them for everything they had, and they responded top to bottom, a really well-played hockey game, one of the best teams in the National Hockey League. And you did it from behind, which is very difficult to do because Carolina is one of the top teams in the NHL with puck possession. So it's super difficult to come back on them. But the Wild never stopped working. And uh, it just felt like a much, much needed sense of relief around that locker room after the game. Wild went with 11 forwards and seven defensemen tonight. Jordan Greenway getting close, but uh, not quite ready to return in this one tonight. And the Wild before the game, honoring Alex Goligoski for 1,000 career NHL games. Uh, so an emotional start, obviously. You can't script that any better for him to be the one that ends up uh, bringing the team through it with that overtime winner. It reminded me an awful lot of Hockey Day in Minnesota eight, nine years ago when we were out in Elk River at, at Hanky Pit and Nate Prosser ends up scoring the winner in overtime. It was so improbable that Nate Prosser would be out there. Not nearly as improbable that Goligoski was out there because, honestly, I thought he had a really strong game. But when you factor in uh, the concept that he hadn't been in the lineup in a few weeks and showed no signs of rust and hopped out and was so impactful throughout that hockey game. And then, you know, look at who's on the ice in overtime. You know, Sam Steele, of all people, Freddie Gaudreau, and Alex Goligoski against one of the fastest teams in the league, they make that play. And it wasn't a fluky goal. It was an unbelievable goal that started with transition out of their defensive zone and ended with a couple of great plays near the net, including got a Goligoski going short side. Uh, if this was a movie script, you'd probably laugh when the, the guy handed you the script, but you know what? It worked. Uh, you talked about Sam Steele as well, getting a chance to center Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello tonight. And uh, this is a team that is just looking for other players to kind of step up and own the moment. Sam Steele was great tonight, and he looked right at home with those two guys. He gets the game tying goal, and he sets up on the overtime winner and looks like somebody that is pretty comfortable playing with two pretty good uh, hockey players around him. Yeah, I think people forget sometimes that this guy was a first-round draft pick back in 2016. He was the 30th overall selection of the Anaheim Ducks, so he's been there and done that when it comes to playing with skilled players and kind of gets lost in the shuffle here. He's a smart player. Um, he's a little on the smaller side, but he plays a gritty game and he showed his puck skills tonight. He made plays all night long, not just on his goal, not just on the assist on the winner by the goose. Uh, he had some really good moments tonight. And it's not easy to play 
with players like Kaprizov and Zuccarello. And people think, well, I could go out there and I'd get something going with those two. No, you got to be out there. You got to think the game like they do. You got to see the game like they do. And they're unbelievable talents. And I thought he fit in very well. And what that does is it allows Dean Evison to free up a player like Freddie Goudreau and put him with Matt Boldy, where they've had success before. So as this team gets more healthy, Dean Evison's going to start to find some options. And if Sam Steele can be the guy he was tonight, what a huge, huge advantage that will be for Minnesota moving forward. Let's talk about Philip Gustafson, uh, just the one goal allowed. And you look at the play in which it happened, the puck kind of got stuck along the boards and it squirted past Matt Dumba to allow a uh, two-on-one for Carolina and two pretty dangerous players that ended up scoring on that goal. But beyond that, he was lights out. Yeah, you know, you, you wondered off that game a couple nights ago where he made some grade-A saves and let in a couple of fluky goals, how he would respond. And with Marc-Andre Fleury on the shelf still for a few more days at least, uh, it's his net. And I loved his response tonight, Seth. Great point by you. Had no chance on that goal, really, none whatsoever. And if the Wild were going to win that hockey game, they probably weren't going to do it coming back from a two-goal deficit. So to keep that game one nothing for the last two-and-a-half periods and make those stabilizing saves – at key moments. Yes, the Wild defended well in front of them, including a penalty kill at crunch time where they didn't give up a shot on goal. But that notwithstanding, his play was really, really good tonight. And I'm sure his confidence is back now because I know from talking to him after the game the other night that he felt real bad about that night. So good good response by the young goaltender. Just one final thing before we uh, move on. Just on the offense, it, it seemed like it seems like the team is is continuing to get better looks around the net and just, you know, with some of the unlucky bounces they've had, just can't quite get them home. But again, tonight, some really good looks. Kirill Kaprizov has one that he just can't quite corral. Matt Boldy has the one that misses the post. They're getting some good looks. It just like last year where they were able to score on those, just the luck has kind of flipped the other way this year. Yeah, we saw them hit a pipe, wrapping one out from behind the goal line, and I think Ryan Carter brought it up on the broadcast very adroitly that Minnesota is at their best when they're cycling the puck down low and they're winning battles below the goal line and then taking the puck out from low to high or from behind that goal line to the blue paint. That's who they are. That's when they were scoring goals in bunches last year. And knowing that Jordan Greenway likely returns now this week, somewhere around the Thanksgiving holiday, whether it's the night before or the day after, that's the type of hockey where this team needs to get back to grinding it out and having success. They got a little too cute through this stretch and it burned them a couple of times. But tonight, as this game went on, they got better and better down low. And that's where they won this game. Uh, the Minnesota Wilds picking up a 2-1 to one overtime win over Carolina here tonight. We've got plenty more to discuss. We'll talk about Tyson Jost. We'll talk about Nick Patan. And we'll talk about what's coming up next with the Winnipeg Jets on the way to the XL Energy Center. All that as we continue today's Locked on Wild postcast. But first, a word from our sponsors. Today's postcast is brought to you by BetOnline.net. They are your number one source for sports betting info, plus stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, they've got it all covered at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more at BetOnline where the game starts. 
Minnesota Wilds pick up a 2-1 to win. We continue tonight's Locked on Wild postcast. Seth Topol joined by Kevin Gorg. Kevin, obviously some uh, unfortunate news in that uh, Tyson Jost was placed on waivers and was subsequently claimed by the Buffalo Sabres. And, you know, unfortunate for Tyson that he wasn't able to find a role on this team. But, um, you know, best of luck to him as he heads to Buffalo. Just just didn't quite work out here uh, in Minnesota. Didn't work out here. Uh, really nice young man. Enjoyed getting to know him at the end of last year and into training camp this year. Always one of my favorites to talk to in the locker room. And I think it might be a nice change of scenery to him, for him because uh, my old high school teammate, Donnie Granado, is the head coach at Buffalo, and, and they have a good balance of young talented players they play a nice up-tempo style I think Tyson will fit in really well in Buffalo and I think Donnie's the type of coach that'll really take time to kind of help Tyson along the way he's got a ton of skill and speed and for Minnesota not all bad news you lose a good kid for sure you've got some depth right now at the forward position when Greenway comes back and Hartman hopefully getting closer to a return and now you take two million dollars off the books so the fact that somebody claimed him Probably a good thing for Bill Guerin and the Minnesota Wild. They've got a little more breathing room to make a move or two if they need to before the deadline later this season. And I think all boats will rise, right? It's going to be a great opportunity for Tyson Jost and now an opportunity for the Minnesota Wild led by Bill Guerin to have a little wiggle room as well. And we saw the guy who filled the roster spot, Nick Patan. He played good minutes out there tonight, and he just continues to kind of add all those things that players like Mason Shaw, Brandon Duhame add to the lineup and just giving you some tough physical minutes and looking like he belongs out there. He does. And talking to Dean Evison and some of the assistant coaches here in the last 24 hours, they were really impressed by what Patan brought to this team during training camp. And he had a little setback at an injury in Iowa, but they've been kind of waiting to get him healthy, to give him a chance. And this was a good time to bring him up with the Joe's news, knowing what the Wild have been going through, looking for some energy on home ice, trying to get the crowd into the game. Patan had a couple of good scoring chances, a couple of nice hits, Locked a shot, did some little details out there that maybe get lost in the shuffle, but I liked what he brought. And I think that he can build on that. And one of the teams he's played for comes to town here on Wednesday. He'll be motivated against Winnipeg if he gets another look. And I think it'll be very interesting now what Dean Evison does. It looks like Greenway's going to probably draw back in. And there's no way you're not going to play Alex Galagoski. I can't imagine after this game. So there's going to be some tough choices because that defensive crew tonight, and all seven played some impactful minutes. They got one goal against Carolina, so it's it's a tricky spot, but you'd rather have that spot after a 2-1 win. One goal and held Carolina to two shots in the third period, so they were, uh, they were getting that work in great uh, against a pretty tough Carolina offense. The Winnipeg Jets, a team that the Wild are plenty familiar with, is going to come to the XL Energy Center on Wednesday. And with the Jets, you're seeing a team that is obviously playing well under uh, Coach Rick Bonus. Connor Hellebuck seems like he is uh, is kind of back on his game as well. So that's uh, that's going to be another tough matchup for the Wild. But it, if they can play like they did tonight, they certainly have a chance against anybody. Well, you know one thing when the Jets come to town, that the juices will be flowing. I mean, it's going to be an intense hockey game. It's always physical. Winnipeg brings their fans. Uh, they always have a nice representation here in St. Paul. And the Wild get up for these games against the Jets because there's an edge to these games. So I think it's going to be good timing. I think it's going to be a fun, fun hockey game. And I think the team really, as you mentioned, needed this for a little confidence boost because Winnipeg's off to a great start. They lost tonight against Pittsburgh in a hard-fought game, 
that was scoreless into the third, but they're 10, five and one they're in second in the division. So Minnesota's looking up at the jets right now. And that's plenty of motivation too. Uh, the Minnesota wild winning tonight, two to one in overtime. And as mentioned, Winnipeg on tap on Wednesday, that is going to do it for tonight's lockdown wild postcast. Kevin, as always, thank you for the time listeners. Thanks for tuning in here tonight. Make sure you stay close to Lockdown Wild all season long so that you don't miss out on any Minnesota Wild news or notes. Uh, Make sure to subscribe on YouTube and follow us on your favorite podcast platforms. We're keeping you up to date with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Lockdown Sports Podcast Network.